The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time, and usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. In today's episode of the Pre-PA Club podcast, you'll hear our most recent live mock interviews, so much fun, and a big announcement that will make your life easier. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey there, welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Perry, a dermatology PA and the creator of this podcast and the PA platform. And let's just jump in. My big announcement is that I have a new job. I've had a lot going on. If you follow on social media, you may have already seen this, but I have been out on maternity leave and I am going back to practice clinically. Actually, next week I start back and in the past year, so longer than that, I've been talking to a company that has a very similar mission to me in just getting as much information and help out there to students who want to be in the healthcare field. And so I am now joining MAPPED, M-A-P-P-D, like MAPPED without the E, and I will be helping to develop their pre-PA offerings of their software. So let me tell you about MAPPED shortly or quickly. And MAPPED is an online software and it's an application tracker. So if you go to MAPPED.com, M-A-P-P-D.com, and if you do slash PA platform, I'll tell you about that in a second. The links will be in the description, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just so excited. Mapped is an online application tracker. 99% of it is free. So the application tracking is completely free. That's where you can input your coursework and it will calculate your GPA. This is the most accurate calculator that I have seen. Better than mine on the PA platform, which will be going away because it's just better. Um, so it'll calculate your CASPA GPA, your overall science GPA, gives you a place to track your experiences, to log your hours, and it's very visually appealing so you can kind of see how you're doing. And it also gives you some tips. So because of how it's been built, it can say like, oh, you want to apply to Augusta University, but you got this grade in chemistry or you're missing this class. And it kind of helps you see your roadmap to how close you are to being ready to apply and what else you need to do. And I think it's really encouraging, too, because you can see that usually you're in a better better spot than you thought you were. So I think the earlier you start tracking, the better. But if you are getting ready, this has everything for your application in one place to make 
your life easier. And it has schools you can research. There's just so much in it. And I'll be showing more of how it works on social media, how you can use it to the best of your advantage or to get the most out of it. And we will be having a webinar on September 17th as well, where we'll be walking through all of that. That link is in the description and we'll post it on social. But it's really cool. And I want to make it even better for pre-PAs. They have a really cool feature on the pre-med side where they can save your letters of recommendation and submit them to your application. Um, And so we're hoping one day CASP will let us do that as well for pre-PAs. And as far as PA platform stuff, nothing's really changing. Uh, we still are doing everything we've been doing. We actually have some ideas for new podcasts. Um, the founders of Mapped, one of them is Dr. Ryan Gray. The other one is Rachel Grubbs. Um, and Dr. Gray has, he was on the podcast many years ago. He was one of my very first guests. And he is like a podcast pro. And so I have some ideas for some other podcasts that might be helpful. So I'm hoping we can maybe get those started now that I have a little bit more help, a bigger team, more resources. And yeah, so um, the so you can sign for Mapped and it's free. Um, if you use my code, the PA or PA platform, which is in the description, um, there is a pro version which gives you access to one-on-one advising 24-7. So that's with myself and um, some of their pre-health advisors and some of our coaches where if you have a question, if you need anything, you just ask in the um, chat that's in there. And because all of your information is in there, we can see everything and give you a better answer than if you just message me on Instagram and kind of help you as much as you need to throughout that process. So that's the only paid part of Mapped if you want to do that. And it's $7 a month. It's not very much if you end up feeling like that's a very helpful thing to you and you don't have an advisor that you can access. Um, But if you want to try it out for two months, go for it. You can use my code PA platform and that'll give you two months access to that for free to see if that is something that will help you out. So yeah, we're very excited. Um, we'll be talking more about it. I'm going to have Dr. Gray on the podcast again. And yeah, if you have any questions about it, reach out to me. If you have any suggestions, I'm your girl, come to me. All right. Well, we will jump in to our episode with talking about our live mock interviews. Um, and then this is why I am involved with MappedCon and have been helping to develop that. And I've been very uh, passionate that there are specific PA things there. So we have a PA admissions panel, a PA student panel, a practicing PA panel. I'm talking about the PA application process. AAPA will be there talking about the PA profession as a whole. So there's a lot of really good stuff. If you would like to join us live in Baltimore, that is on October 6th through 8th with the main stuff happening on October 7th. So make sure you get your ticket. The room block, if you need a hotel room, actually closes, I think, next week. So we want to make sure you're good to go, and I would love to meet you there. We're doing some meetups on Friday and Saturday night. And if you want info on that, just email me and we'll make sure you're on the list and we know where to find you. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Awesome. Yes, I have the same question as Adam. Who has interviews coming up? Where are you at in your process? Are we still waiting? What's going on? All right. Uh, Thank you for joining, everyone. This should be fun. Uh, Oh, some interviews very soon. This is, yeah, awesome. Cool. If you don't have an interview yet, 
don't be too alarmed. It is still fairly early in the cycle. There are still schools who have not even looked at an, at an application yet. So don't fret. It is okay. Every school has a different process and timeline. So hang tight if your interview has not come yet. One of the more popular sayings in the pre-PA world in the past few years has been, it only takes one. So one interview, one school, one acceptance, that's all you need. So hang in there. Don't get too scared. You'll be okay. And hopefully, fingers crossed, get some interviews, get some acceptances, right? But lots of interviews. That's exciting. Uh, I'm Savannah. I am a dermatology PA in Georgia. I'm currently on maternity leave. I don't know how long you call them a newborn, but I have a five-week-old. We're going to hope he doesn't make a surprise appearance. He's supposed to be sleeping. We'll see if I time this right. Dad is in charge, so uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, but I do the PA platform. I'm assuming that's how you found me. And I just love interviews. I love interview season. I really like the interview process. I feel like it gets, you know, a bad rap for being scary and stressful. It is. But it also can be kind of fun. And when you get to an interview, it's really exciting to meet people who may end up in your class and maybe your classmates and your colleagues. And so it's a lot of um, networking, but kind of an exciting time. You're all all in it together, okay? Um, so I'm excited for y'all to kind of hype each other up and for us to hear from our volunteers. So um, I don't see them raising their hand yet, but we have three volunteers who um, hopefully should be raising their hands to come up soon. Um, and we will jump in. Uh, whenever we have them ready, hopefully no technical difficulties. Sometimes these can be a little funny when we start adding people to the session, but hopefully no issues. We have found Google Chrome works best for these sessions. If you run into any issues, refresh your window and there's a little button at the top that you can use to do that if needed. This is being recorded. So if you have any issues, you can watch it later. If you can't stay the whole time, don't worry. You can always watch it. Um, with the replay if you need to. Uh, if we, you know, like these, maybe we'll do more this season. We have some older ones that you can watch on YouTube and from our old webinars, but uh, these tend to be a lot of fun. And it's, you know, intimidating for our volunteers. So again, we want to be very uh, grateful to them and encourage them in their interviews. Um, so let me see what else I'm missing. Um, some things coming up. Let's see. Um, you'll see Emily and Michelle in the chat. They are part of the PA platform team helping out with links and questions. So um, if you see anything or have any questions, they can help you out uh, or any issues as well. And they're monitoring our email or anything if there's any problems. Um, oh, if you are in anyone in the Baltimore area, like anywhere near Baltimore, I've never been to Baltimore, but I'm going there in October. And I would love for you to join me. So I'm going to a pre-health conference, pre-med, pre-PA. Um, I've been able to help out a lot with uh, kind of planning this conference and making sure that there are really great offerings for pre-PAs. So Friday night, we're going to do like a little meet and greet mixer. And then Saturday is conference sessions all day. So it's called MappedCon. You can go to mappedcon.com and we'll put that in the chat. 
um, I would just love to meet some of y'all. And if you have like a pre-PA club or a group and you'd like to come, it would be so much fun. Um, my code for $25 off registration is PA platform. And I think they have like early bird right now too. So it's like discounted and then get another discount. Um, but we're doing admissions panels with PA admissions, um, practicing PA panels and general sessions about uh, personal statements and interviews and things. It's going to be really fun. If you've never been to an in-person conference, it's just a great place to network. And there's going to be PA programs there. There's going to be like 50 exhibitors for you to kind of meet and greet, test prep people, lots of different opportunities, giveaways, fun stuff. So I think it'll be a really good time. And um, Sunday, they're doing a bunch of hands-on sessions. So I think you can get like CPR certified, do your BLS, um, they're having like suturing workshops and then we're going to have a PA student panel as well. So lots of stuff I would love for, for you to join um, if you are interested or if you have any questions, let me know too. But um, yeah, so we'll jump in. I think I see some hands raised. Let me see who's there. Okay. So it looks like two of our volunteers are here. Awesome. Um, and yes, it is an in-person conference. Um, as far as I know right now, there's no virtual option for this year, uh, maybe in the future or we'll see, but this is an in-person thing. So like face-to-face, -face, we're going to meet. It's so cool. Um, if you have been following for a while in 2020, we were supposed to do an in-person conference in Atlanta, had it all planned, like good to go. And then it was supposed to be in March or April. <laughs> that clearly didn't happen. Um, so I'm excited for conferences to be back. Um, and it's October, did I say the dates? 6th through 8th, and ev most everything's on the 7th. So, all right. Um, if you are, you know, have your PA school interview guide, some of these questions may sound familiar. I'm going to mix them up a little bit. Um, I don't put this on the website anymore, but it is on Amazon. So, I just want to make sure you know that it's not on the website, but they're a lot quicker than me. I had somebody say they ordered it like at night and got it the next day. So my shipping was like 12 days. So if you want this, just get it on Amazon. And then we have our interview course as well. All right. So I think we're going to start. I saw your email, Josh. So we'll start with you. Josh, Joshua, I don't know what you go with. I tend to do nicknames. Sorry. Um, let me see. All right, cool. I'm going to bring you up and then we'll go from there. Um, so as far as, will there be a conference in Atlanta? I don't know of any in Atlanta, but if that's like a location, that would be ideal. It's definitely ideal for me. Um, I can always suggest that. I don't, yeah. Where should we do a conference? I don't know. <laughs> Atlanta. I don't love Atlanta as a city, but I would go there for a conference. Um, all right, so we're bringing Joshua up, and so I, I, this, okay, so interesting, I actually have not seen Joshua's application, um, the next two volunteers, I have seen their applications, hi, how are you? Hey, good, how are you? Good, thanks for joining, here, let me grab my notebook so I can take my notes, um, but we will, I, I, I do know where everyone is interviewing, it's up to, up to them whether they want to share or not, you can or cannot. Um, and we're trying to make this as, you know, realistic as possible. So you may already be aware, Joshua, and you can introduce yourself in a second, but um, 
your interview, typically they do group interviews where you're interviewing. So a few, few applicants um, with either one or a few different panel members. A lot of times at an interview, um, it's mostly faculty, but then a lot of schools will bring in community PAs too or alumni to help out. Um, so you never really know who may be the person interviewing you. Um, you can definitely review the website ahead of time and get an idea and maybe some of those people, but then you may have some outsiders too that you don't recognize um, at that interview. So um, let me grab a pen. How are you feeling being our, our first to go? <laughs> feeling good. Can feeling good? Back? Okay. Good, good. All right. Let's see. So the the volunteers for tonight are all pre pre selected. They all volunteer like emailed and volunteered ahead of time. So, all right. I'm going to take. Usually I type during these. So in a real mock interview, they're usually an hour long, and we usually spend about like 20 25 minutes doing questions and then do feedback afterwards. Um, we're doing three separate people tonight, so we will not do three hour long interviews. We'd be here a while. Um, so we're just going to do a few questions with each person. Normally I type responses as I go, but I'm just going to take notes by hand so you won't hear me typing. Um, so if I'm like looking down, it's just because I'm taking notes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So let's just jump in. You feel ready? I'm ready if you are. Okay. Um, so go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, my name is Joshua Ferguson. Um, I grew up in Florida. I, well, really, I moved around a lot, but most of my childhood in Florida. I'm currently in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, for the last five years, I've been a medical sign language interpreter. And more recently, I've been a patient care technician. But most of my time, I enjoy spending with my cat. Her name's Charlotte. She's a calico or... I enjoy working out or reading or hiking. I love the mountains in the Southeast. So that's what I spend a majority of my time doing. Okay. Um, why do you want to be a PA? Yeah, I, I want to be a physician assistant um, because I think the career is amazing. I have had exposure to a variety of medical careers and the PA careers just really stood out to me. I like the the um, the accelerated two-year graduate degree. I like the idea of being able to have a certain level of autonomy while also working in collaboration with a physician. I like the fact that you can work in a variety of specialties. I think that the PA career um, just stands out to a lot of people. I mean, it's nationally ranked, I believe, this year's second as the best like healthcare careers. And so for me, it just stood out. Um, and I really confirmed that desire and that guidance to, towards the PA career by shadowing a few PAs. I've shadowed a hand surgery PA and a family medicine PA and really enjoyed what both of them do, what both, both of they do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... What do you think is a limitation on the PA career right now? Yeah, I would say a limitation that 
the PA career has would be just a general lack of understanding within the patient population about what PAs do and what their responsibilities are. And um, even in the name, I mean, sometimes I've heard from PA friends that patients will confuse them for a medical assistant. And I think that, you know, just creating more clarity about what the PAs do and, and that, you know, they can write medication, you know, can prescribe medication, they can work in surgery, they can be first assist, for example, and they could be a primary care provider. And so I think that clarifying the role of the PA within like the general population would be really helpful for breaking down barriers for healthcare for us in the US. Um, what volunteer experience has been your most meaningful? Yeah, I, during, um, my undergraduate work and then for a couple of years after I've volunteered at the Florida school for the deaf and blind, and I had a really cool opportunity to connect and lead a small group of people of uh, students after school, um, on Wednesdays and we just had an opportunity to discuss the Bible as, as well as also to practice and improve in English skills and written in reading and writing in English as well. And um, yeah, that just really stood out to me from my experience. And I hope to translate that into PA school and providing uh, medical care for people with you know, disabilities and providing services to the medically underserved as well. Okay, um, let's stop there and talk about some of these. I have, I have questions just because I think your experience is super interesting. Um, I'm going to ask the chat, how do y'all think Joshua's doing? Do we, do we feel good? Um, and you'll probably hear me talk about some things throughout all of these that are a little bit um, similar. But so, okay, so I, I'm just interested, how did you get into sign language interpretation? Yeah, so I have no deaf family members, and okay. normally people get into interpreting because they have either a mother or father who's deaf. Um, I took American Sign Language in high school through dual enrollment, and I just really fell in love with it. I took one, two, three, and four of ASL by the time I had graduated high school, and I just knew that that was the path for me. My professor was a male and he said, I don't want a female interpreter to look at me when I have to pull down my pants at the at the doctor's office. And so I was like, well, that's a little bit crude. I mean, I was like, wow, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. so I thought that there was a big need for that. So I decided to pursue interpreting. That is so cool. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that, if you have an opportunity to like share that, I think you definitely should. Um, yeah. I think, and, and I agree with y'all, a lot of people said you're doing great, um, definitely unique experience, not a lot of filler words, and that's why I think, I think your, very, your interviewing was very natural. Um, I'd have to look back, so somebody says you start every answer with yeah, which I tend to do that too, but uh, <laughs> I'm to watch back and see if that's something you're doing. I didn't notice that, but okay, maybe, um, but yeah, no, that was, I just said it, now I said it, okay. <laughs> uh, but that, I just really 
that that definitely caught my attention that was unique and i just thought that was really neat um so let's get back to kind of the beginning because i'll get way off track if i don't uh okay so first just tell me about yourself i think great introduction you said your name and that's something i always look for uh some people feel like they don't need to do that or they feel like oh they know my name but especially in a group setting it's important to reiterate your name just continue to create that familiarity you'll notice that sometimes at interviews they ask you to send a headshot or bring a picture or they'll take your picture while you're there that's because when they go back to discuss you later they're going to pull that picture up and you want them to associate you your name with that so just you know when you're introducing yourself to people totally fine to reiterate your name Um, i I liked that you did that gave you a little background on kind of where you're from a little background on kind of your experience you didn't really get into academics at all really which is fine but Mm -hmm. i want to mention kind of any type of schooling uh and just just throw that in there um and then i like that you added the personal stuff you know talking about cat hiking exercising reading um just kind of some things that you like to do without getting into your ypa because sometimes it's easy to kind of ramble on into getting into that but that's going to come up most of the time later and especially in a group setting i think your answers were a great length for a group setting okay usually i'm not having people cut their answers short or pay too much attention to timing but when you're in a group setting you do have to be a little cognizant like you want to be respectful of the other people yeah and so just getting to the point being very direct stopping when you're done is a little bit more important but i thought all of your answers were inappropriately so that was great um second question just ypa and so one thing i noticed in this question is this is when i felt like and I, i talk about this being something i look for is when do i feel like someone is being themselves and being just like genuine in an interview which is different than confidence because you can, and I think you came across as confident, but just actually being honest and yourself can be a little bit hard. Like sometimes there's this wall there that people can't ever break through. Um, So this question, especially, I felt like you just were passionate about the career and you knew about it and were being very genuine in your response. You weren't just trying to tell me what I wanted to hear. You weren't just making it up. Um, I, I felt that, from this point forward. So um, you said physician assistant, which is great. We didn't say physician's assistant. Um, We're still using physician assistant unless the program goes by physician associate. Uh, If the name stuff comes up, you can talk about knowing about the name change. But if the state, the school hasn't changed over, you don't change over yet either. Uh, Let me see what else. Um, You told me a little bit about it with autonomy, different education, different specialties, standing out. One thing I felt like was maybe missing that could be a little bit more story-like would just be like how you found out about the profession. Okay. Um, Cause you kind of were like, yeah, it stood out to me, but I was kind of like, well, when, when did you, when did this decision happen? Was that in high school? Was that in college? Was that after college? Like what, give me a little bit of time context. Um, to just understand kind of where where this all took place. Um, and I really liked that you had 
a good variety of shadowing experiences. So you had that specialty with the hand surgeon, and then you also had the family medicine kind of general stuff too, which I think shows just a very well-rounded understanding of the profession. Um, so I like that. Any questions so far? Do you have any thoughts so far on how you did or? I felt like my YPA was a little bit scattered, but. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Well, and one thing I wanted to mention, I don't remember if it was that one. I think it was that one. Um, yeah, if you feel like you're getting scattered, you can always just take a second and gather your thoughts. Um, and then at the end of that one, I, I don't remember exactly what you said. We'd have to watch back. You said something and like kind of corrected your wording, but I knew what you meant. And so like, you're a real person. We're all real people. We're going to say things differently. I, I know that I tend to talk fast and I don't know. We all have those little kind of mannerisms and things we say. Don't get too focused on how you're saying things or the wording or anything like that. It's not going to make a difference okay. in the long run. And if you get in your head about that, it can really throw you off. Uh, so just, yeah. Bill, and one thing that I like to recommend is pretend that you are talking to a patient. Um, because I think if a patient asks you questions, you're going to respond a little bit differently than if you feel like somebody intimidating is asking you questions because yeah. I mean, we, we try to establish this rapport with patients mm -hmm. and so uh, you can do the same thing with your interviewer. Um, the next one was, I threw this one in, this was not on my list, uh, limitations of the PA profession. So the reason I did this one is because I think in a group setting, this is one that like, your answer was probably the go-to answer for most everybody. So let's say that somebody before you had already said that. Then what would your approach be if they said kind of the same, along the lines of the same thing? Yeah, maybe I would take the approach of like clarifying what limitations they're referring to. Because, I mean, obviously, um, you know, the PA role is is limited, especially in the surgical setting, you know, where I'm not going to be being a neurosurgeon or right. a CV surgeon, it, but I, I'm happy to, and I would love to be a first assist, for example. So if it was talking about the limitation in terms of role, I think that, you know, the role is not as expansive as the physician role. It is limited in that way. Um, I'm not sure. I guess that, that, that was a different spin on it. Yeah, and that's exactly right. That's a different spin. And that is one thing I love about interviews and doing mock interviews is hearing how people put different spins on things. Um, so, yeah, so that still answers the question. That's still an appropriate response, and you can absolutely go that route. Another option would potentially be to expand on what someone else has said. Which mm -hmm. is totally fine. So you could say, you know, I com I completely agree with what Joshua has said, and I also feel like the lack of understanding of patients in the general population is a big issue. And I've seen that, blah blah blah. Like go into you know a time you were shadowing or working or when you tell people you want to be a PA and they don't know what it is. So you can then build on that and pull from your personal experience mm -hmm. in that setting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. So that's just another way, like, especially in groups when it can be a little stressful, kind of, you're like, oh, don't take my answer. Um, that's one way you can approach it just to, to kind of also put another spin on it. Yeah. 
Um, okay. And then last question about volunteering, which super cool. Like, again, could tell you're super passionate about this. Um, and that's one thing that I just really liked. I like that you didn't necessarily go to something medical or healthcare, which I think just backs up that like you actually care about this. Um, yeah. but not to say that people don't care about their medical volunteering, but I think, um, sometimes in an interview people can get very like laser focused on just talking about their patient care experience and you don't have to do that um i would definitely try to talk about as many points on your application from all of your experiences life in general as much as you can uh versus only focusing on one experience so that was really cool yeah and oh one thing i like so you did relate that one back to pa school or being a pa really well Um, I think you could even take the approach of talking about how your experience would benefit your classmates. Um, I would say that probably no one else in your class knows American Sign Language. And that would be like a huge thing for you to just be like, hey, like I want to help, you know, people understand and um, kind of if that's something they're interested in, help them out. And, you know, that would be beneficial to your classmates and a lot of future patients. So just, you know, thinking about that as something that you bring to the table, like, what do I bring to the table that's different? That's definitely one of the things. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. All right. How, how are you feeling? That was just a few questions, but you, you did, did pretty well, which I've heard. So that interview, I think, is usually about 30 minutes. So 30 minutes with three applicants, you're not going to be asked that many questions. Okay. Um, you do have to kind of you know, put, put yourself out there when you get those opportunities, okay. give, give them some good info, but um, I think you did a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, keep us posted on, on how things go. Will do. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for volunteering. Being our first volunteer. Yeah, no problem. All right. How do we feel? I think I think you did fantastic, especially being our first volunteer of the season. Um, Let me see if our other volunteers are ready. Okay, so I see one. Heidi, are you ready to go? I'll bring you up. You'll have to make me make sure I'm saying your name right. Okay. See, I feel like if I was the volunteer, I'd be sweating. I'd be like, I would just be sweating. <laughs> so yeah, so just if you're kind of new here, I um, or if you just joined us, so everybody volunteered ahead of time. They emailed me, and then I got their applications. I actually didn't see Joshua's, so his was like blinded, because um, I definitely would have asked him about all that. But um. Yeah, so got their applications. I knew where they are interviewing. So whenever we do mock interviews, we try to make them as personalized as possible with the information we have. Uh, So we want to make sure you're highlighting the things that you should on your application. And then also that we're kind of targeting the schools that or the interviews at the school interview formats the schools do. Hi, how are you? Hi. I'm oh, good. Hi. <laughs> there you are. All right. Thank you for volunteering. 
can you see my camera? Because for some reason I cannot see myself. Yeah, it's like part of your, I can see part of you. I don't know what they can see. Yeah, the thing is, yeah. well, I have a baby and I'm trying to put the baby down. Oh, okay. Do uh, they, do yeah. No, she's not, she hasn't raised her hand yet. No, I'm being a school. I mean, the quality is not going to be the best, but I guess that we can make it through. We can try it. Okay. How old is your baby? Oh, eight months. Eight months. Okay. Mine's a month and a week, five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he's sleeping either. So yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Julie said she can go if you want her to. Is it to you? Do you want to try or you want to give it a few minutes? No, it's fine. I mean, okay. I don't know. The quality, I don't think that it's the best, but we can we can do it. We can do it? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I just have to say, because I saw you, you have a fantastic application. Like, your application is very impressive. <laughs> um, so, Thank um, you. I think, you know, not, not surprised you got an interview, but we will... Um, I'm sure it's going to go great. Uh, so this is for a, a virtual hybrid program. So we'll jump in and that's kind of my, so they do some MMI, which we'll kind of do. It's hard to do in this setting. We do it in mock interviews a little bit differently, but um, they do an MMI with five stations where you get one to two minutes to look over the prompt and then eight minutes to speak. And then we two 30 minute one-on-ones and then an essay portion as well. Which again, we can't really do. We're not gonna do time, but um, <laughs> we can we can do some general stuff and then kind of some like different style questions. So, um, all right, my first question is: um, How can you be confident that you would do well in a virtual or hybrid program? Uh, how to can be confident? I think that with my previous experience. When it comes to learning, I have been doing a lot of like self-studying, you know, like I have been the one that I need to kind of like manage my time and be able to be accountable for what I needed to learn. And I know maybe the setting because of online learning and hybrid is going to be different in, in a sense of like the way that I'm going to attend classes. But I think just having the experience of being in a rigorous program prior this experience, I think it's going to allow me to do well, not only because my time management and because I'm the kind that if I put myself through something, then I'm going to be able to accomplish it to, um, I guess, remain accountable for my part of learning the material, because I cannot use, you know, laying on the program and because I have to attend like nine to five a schedule in school. But, you know, in any format of learning, you have to be the one putting your time and effort to learn the material that is being presented to you. Uh, and I think I will do well. Okay. Um... Why are you choosing the PA profession over any other career? Uh, I mean, I have a long time investing myself on like doing something with a purpose. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not 16 years old trying to, you know, get to something because it claims to be easy. 
um, you know, I have been shadowing different professionals and I have been, you know, investing myself and knowing where I wanted to go to find directions and things that I do. And why the PA profession over something else? I think the major for me is because um, the latter and the PA profession, profession will allow me to go to any specialty without much training. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna be trained <laughs> well in a medical specialty, but I think the PA profession is gonna allow me to go from one point to another without going back to school. Um, also the time frame within what I see myself later on in life, I think is perfect. And the PA profession is perfect for me because I like the collaboration of the profession. So you have to work alone with a supervising physician and that will give me, you know, kind of a sense of, oh, I have someone that I can go and ask questions if I don't feel that I'm ready for something or if I feel that I'm not confident in a procedure that maybe that's the first time that I'm gonna be, you know, doing something hands on in that sense that I'm gonna be able to ask my supervising physician. So that, that's why PA, for me, I think, is the right path to take. Okay. Um, so let's say you were stranded on a desert island and you could only take three things. What would you choose and why? Oh, my God. That is hard. Uh, I think I would choose my first item will be... Uh, picture of my family. Uh, why? Because, you know, you have to remain true to who you are. And I think my family will mean a lot. Like, how to survive an island without knowing, you know, there are other people on the other side that is going to be praying for me. That's going to be like, oh, where is she? Or they're going to be rooting for me, no matter what. So I think that I will take a family photo with me. Uh, I will take a blanket because the blanket will be able to serve as a source of, uh, source of uh, heat, I guess, the source, uh, to take me back home. So I think that I will take that. <laughs> and what I will take, my third item, I think will be a lighter. <laughs> that way I can, you know, start a fire, if I need to cook something, if I have to, you know, provide light through weight or path that I have to take. Uh, and yeah, I think that's the three items that I will take. A family picture, a blanket, uh, and a lighter. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, we'll stop there. Um, let me see. That was, that was the thing I was high. So that last one would be like, like could be like an MMI style. So like, we'll talk. Well, we'll talk about them. But it's just hard to do in this setting a little bit more. All right, let's go back is to the beginning. Audio? Yeah, it's breaking up. Well, I can hear you. I think some of the people is can't hear you as well, but they'll it'll record it. So it's fine. Um, okay. okay, so. Um, I really, really like your confidence. And I think from the very first question, like that's very evident that just 
like you said, like you've been investing in yourself and like, you know, this is what you're going to do and feel confident in that. And that's very, very clear. So I really, I really like that. Um, so talking about, you know, how, like, I think if you are, there are more hybrid virtual online programs now. And so like you were saying, like you have to be able to self-study and manage your time to do those programs. Um, when I've, been talking to people who basically like in 2020 got everyone switched online. It was difficult for a lot of people and some people found they couldn't do it and they, they just couldn't, couldn't, you know, schedule themselves or, or kind of figure out how to do that. Cause you're learning by yourself. It's different than being in that classroom setting with classmates. Um, and so I think you approach that very well by, just being very realistic about those things and saying, you know, I, I will have to manage my time and I've done a rigorous program. So I know what to expect. Um, and then I really like, like, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone take this approach of being accountable. Like, I don't think anyone's ever said that in an interview. And I think that's such a good perspective. Um, because I, I feel like so many people still want to be like, this is going to sound bad probably, but I feel like so many people want to know what the program is going to do for them. Like, if I'm struggling, what are you going to do for me? How can you help me? What are you going to do? But like you said, I mean, at a graduate level, you have to be accountable for your learning and, and for what's happening too. And not to say the program won't help you and can't help you and the faculty should support you, but I think that just shows your maturity and readiness for PA school, just knowing that you're going to have to be accountable um, to, to the program, to yourself and, and all of that. So um, I thought, I thought your answer was very good there. Um, moving on to number two, wait, I switched them around. Let me see. Hold on. Oh, why are you choosing the PA profession? Um, so I think, again, this answer, you you definitely showed confidence. Um, I think you did a couple of things I liked. So uh, saying that it wasn't easy, like I'm not taking the easy route. It's not easy to become a PA. We know that. Um, when you said that you've done a lot of shadowing, I would want to want a little bit more there. Like, what have you seen shadowing? What stood out to you? Maybe like use an example, um, maybe talk about a PA that you've worked with or shadowed that, you know, just you want to kind of emulate or left an impression on you. I think you could, could go into that a little bit just to show more of that understanding. Um, talking about, yeah, lateral mobility, different specialties. I think all of that was good. And then I, I really, really appreciate that you brought up collaborating with physicians, that teamwork aspect, that collaboration is really important um, to show that you understand, to show it's something you're interested in. Um, there are a lot of states now that allow PAs to practice very independently, but even then a lot of times there is that relationship or agreement with a physician in some way. Um, I Like you, I love having my physician there if I need something. A lot of times I don't, but then there's some days where, you know, I, I need her to look at something. And it's really helpful or, um, you know, it's, it's more of a 
mutually respectful relationship that goes both ways. So there's times that she comes to me and says, Hey, you know, I know that you do this for acne. What are your thoughts on X, Y, Z? Um, and so having that just professional relationship that to me supports patients better and, and yeah. gives them better care with kind of putting your heads together, uh, I think is really, really beneficial. Um, this is interesting. So there are thoughts in some, I feel like, academic settings that the word supervising should be replaced with collaborating physician because there are states that you're not necessarily under supervision at all times. So that's just like a wording weird thing that yeah. I, depending on who interviews you, that you could potentially get somebody who like, for them, that's a red flag. So I typically encourage like trying to say collaborating physician instead of supervising. But again, not like, not the end of the world. Um, and then the, the desert island question. Uh, so this like in an MMI, MMI setting, we would imagine that you would have like one to two minutes to prepare for the prompt. So you would have some time to kind of gather your thoughts. Sometimes you can even take notes to kind of, get that together. Um, and then if you have eight minutes to talk, that's a long time. So if you're practicing, yeah, yes, it's a long time. So if you're practicing and getting ready for these, I would start timing yourself because most people at about two minutes feel like they've been talking forever and it's been a long time, but you have so much more time. And so, um, you know, I think you, this question is also an example of a question that has two different parts. So, um, I, I need to know what you picked and why. Sometimes people will just like list their items and that's it and not really explain them. Um, so I think going into why is important. And then this one to me would be really hard to relate back to PA school and being a PA, but I think you could do it. So I think you could like, so if it was me, I would go into talking about how, you know, PA school is kind of like being on a desert island for a couple of years. And especially when you're doing it online and you may have some times when you're by yourself and not with your classmates and it's kind of the same thing, like talking about how you're going to need your family and your support system there with you through PA school. And then, you know, a blanket, something to keep you kind of warm and cozy. Um, you know, maybe talk about what that is to you now. Like maybe that's, you know, comfort food at the end of the day or making brownies or whatever. I don't know. Um, working out, whatever your like stress relief is like that one thing that like kind of yeah. keeps you relaxed. Um, and then a lighter, which is, you know, setting fire, keeping you going. What's going to be the thing that keeps you going? Like what's that fire behind you? That's going to get you through PA school. Um, and maybe that's just like knowing at the end, like there's that light at the end of the tunnel. And kind of, you know, a lighter also provides light and can kind of push you forward. So um, you got to get creative a little bit there. But, you know, if you can, if you have those couple minutes of prep, you can pull some of that out a little bit better. Um, but I think you did great. I think you were extremely confident. And I think you'll do fantastic in your interview. <laughs> Keep us posted. Keep yeah. posted. Oh, yeah. I, I just have to add, like, for me, it has been hard because, well, first of all, English is not my first language. And I have to learn English on my own. So I have to learn English on my own. So I came to the United States completely by myself. 
it has been a journey. So sometimes I don't, you know, like I'm very humble. I don't like to like oversell myself, you know, like it's really competitive. Yeah. But, you know, I'm the one that is like a cheerleader for everyone. And then sometimes it's like hard to talk about like my accomplishments without me like overthinking, like, oh my God, I'm going to sound that I'm like this person that is like, oh my God, I'm this, this and that. And, you know, for me, it's more than that. Like I have a lot behind, you know, where I have been able to get and I really appreciate your time. So thank you for the feedback. And I just wanted to add, like, I know that you mentioned something about the collaboration. So I have been, you know, like reading about how the states are being able to remove that from the PA, but that comes with time. Like after you have been practicing for like 8,000 or like 12,000 hours, and it's like comes like with that little, you know, portion of a like, everyone gonna be able just because you're practicing in certain state that has removed the supervising position uh, portion of the profession but that was a good point thank you yeah and every state is different that's what makes it so hard is because it can look so different between states um but no your your english is great i i mean i think you did i didn't i mean you did great um no issue there you should you. you should go into your interview i think very very confident um and and i think you'll do do a fantastic job and every everyone in the comments says the same thing so <laughs> you'll oh, you'll do thanks, great thanks. i'm sure but keep us posted and, and good luck with your baby i think mine is not sleeping from the person i've heard walking up the stairs three times so it's all right, <laughs> all, right. We'll, we'll okay. all right have a good night it's all right okay so we this is going really well so far perfect um okay we have one more how are we feeling good not good i hope that um i hope this is helpful and that y'all are enjoying this uh i think this is fun so next year which hopefully if y'all have interviews you don't need me next year right um next year we're kind of exploring some ways to do like group interviews and like group like cohort sessions um that like even it may depend sorry got like weird stuff on me um that may depend on kind of like when you're interviewing and when you're applying and stuff um i don't know if that would be helpful we've never really done group stuff before but i feel like kind of like seeing you guys in the chat, like to have people that you would just go through this together with, like through this whole season would be helpful. Um, and so that's something we're kind of trying to figure out logistically, like what that would look like and how to do that. Um, yeah, so, all right. Let's see, oh yeah, breakout rooms would be cool. Like. I don't know if there'd be a way that we could like pair people to mock interview or like, I don't know. We're trying to figure it out. I don't, I can't do it here, but maybe zoom does that. So we'll, we'll see. Yes, I agree. All the volunteers have done great. Julie is our last volunteer. We'll bring her up and see how she does. And, um, I don't know if it's, if it's better or worse to go last, like then you've already kind of like seen how other people do, but then, Maybe that's intimidating. I don't know. So, yeah, um, there are some more of these on YouTube. Um, we upload everything there. So in last month, or I guess a while back, I don't know when, 
um, before I had my baby, we did a like interview tip webinar. So that's on YouTube. So if you're feeling like, I don't know what to do, I just need, you know, general interview help. That's on, um, on YouTube. There's, there's all kinds of stuff on our channel there. So, and then if there's things that we need to get like cover and talk about that we haven't done, like send me an email, send me a message and we'll do that. So hi, Julie. Hello. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Great. Great. You have really cool experiences that I'm excited to hear about. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into all of that. Um, thank you for being our last volunteer of the night. Happy to be here. We'll jump in. Let me get my questions and make sure I know what I'm doing. Okay. All right. Um, let's just start with, um, so your interviews, by the way, and you may already know this, are seem fairly traditional in a little bit of everything, like individual interviews, group interviews, essay, just like normal stuff from what I know. They could always change it, but it doesn't, doesn't seem too crazy from what I can tell. All right. Um, so tell us um, who you are and why you want to be a PA. I'm Julie Lane. And I grew up in the Seattle area with my family. Every summer, all my cousins and I would get together at our summer house. And we had houses next door. So we grew up in this like really lovely setting. And so much of my family was in medicine. You might think that's where I get it, but they really encouraged me to pursue my own path. And so only in college, when I was getting training to be an adventure guide, did I discover my passion for medicine. Um, I was training to be a guide and you needed to be a wilderness first aid or a wilderness first. So I was like, let's just pick the most advanced option possible and got my wilderness EMT. And in my course, I was like, wait, this is really rad. I like this. And went on to volunteer in Uganda to further pursue whether I like that. And then got further involved in my college EMS club and found out I really liked that. But overall, I wanted some more time getting life experience. So last five years, I've been in Boulder working in healthcare and guiding and just doing all my favorite things outside like backpacking, um, ice climbing, hockey, and then all the fun indoor activities like hosting dinner parties and game nights. Nice. Um, what are you looking for in a PA program? In a PA program, I like the small faculty to student ratio, and I want one that has a good amount of time that you can spend with the faculty. That comes from having a small ratio and the better your professors are, the better your experience is going to be. So ideally we can have a program with not a lot of turnover in their faculty. And I just want a lot of student resources, like for them to be there with you. Um, just because P the PA program is small doesn't mean that the university has dedicated a lot of resources to it. So I wanna make sure that it's encompassed like well in the university. So good resources, good faculty, uh, will really make an awesome experience, I believe. Okay. Um, how do you study? 
I love to study by teaching. In the beginning part of the process, I'll make note cards and review the note cards. I don't really like highlighting. I've read that that's not a very effective way to study and that teaching it is. And so I'll find some classmates that either need help or have more expertise than me in the area and we'll teach each other back and forth. Okay. Um, what do you think is your biggest weakness? My biggest weakness, great question. Um, probably how social I am. This is great to have in class because I can really build cohesion in the classroom but I have to remember to restrict my social activities so that I can prioritize school. Okay. Um, tell me about a time that you had to resolve a conflict. Oh, there's so many conflicts that come up in healthcare, especially when you have challenging patients. Um, Let's pick a good one. A conflict. I had um, a less agreeable patient that was pretty frustrated that we needed to use a lift to move him. And I could tell that it was going to get heated or blow out of proportion. And so I used appropriate humor to rectify the situation. And as we were lifting him up in the big Hoyer lift, um, I said prepare for takeoff because I knew he like was in the military and thought he might find that relatable or funny and he did and then as we lowered him into the chair he said the eagle has landed and it just diffused it and prevented there from being the conflict like it seemed there would be um, as well as adding some humility back to what is kind of a disgraced ungraceful way to be moved from the bed to the chair. Okay, let's stop and talk about those. How are you feeling? Great. I love interviews. <laughs> Me too. Uh, that's good. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, you're super personable. Um, and I can tell just being yourself, which again is what I love to see. Um, and very, very much appreciate. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, we have, have love the story <laughs> in there. Okay, so let's go back to the top and then we'll go from there um and then i hold on went off i i'm so bad at every time i do a mock interview i go off my list so it's fine um i like throw stuff in and like go out of order and do whatever i want so um okay so going back to i started with just tell me about you and why you want to be a pa that was where we started so you said your name great um when you were talking about like growing up at your like summer house with your family and I was like this sounds like a book like so nice <laughs> it sounds like so ideal um I've never been to Seattle but it sounds nice um but yeah so I thought that was you know just very personable talking about your family and medicine that's interesting like gives me a little background little context um and then I I told you guys she had really interesting experience which I feel like we just got like the very superficial part of but um being an adventure guy going into wilderness emt volunteering all of that super cool like definitely is the like standout like oh that's interesting factor um and then talking about kind of what you've been doing now 
so that question did have a little bit of a second part because I did ask you like <laughs> talk about yourself and YPA. And so you didn't really get into like the YPA too much. And so that's, that's okay. I mean, they probably would have like followed it up a little bit with like, tell me more about that or whatever. But um, that's one thing, like the two part questions, I feel like get people because a lot of times you do get like focused on that first part and then not as much on the second part. Um, so just if you have those, like, you know, try to relate both. Um, next one was, what are you looking for in a PA program? Um, so, yeah, these are all great points. Somebody was saying, like, the resources were a great point. Talking about the faculty-to-student ratio, very, very good um, and helpful to have. Um, what, what did I write here? Not a lot of turnover, which is a big thing for accreditation. I don't know if you know that or if people know that, but... Programs that have a lot of faculty turnover are more likely to go on probation. So that is very important that they have faculty that have been there a long time and that they're very like stable in that because that can be an issue. Um, and then, oh, so one thing I was going to note is depending on where you're interviewing, if you want to, like you could review the faculty ahead of time. So you can look at the website and like if there's somebody specific who has a similar interest to something that you have an interest in, you could mention that. So you could say like, I, I'm trying to get my program, like I noticed that um, Professor Rebecca wrote, it works in emergency medicine and I'm really excited to learn from her and all of her experience. Um, and she's done army medicine and that's really cool to me and something I, I would really possibly be interested in. Um, you know, so you can kind of, show that you've done your research on the program if if you know that's relevant or you know makes sense for you um if you have talked to any students about the program you can talk about what they've said if you've gone to any info sessions like bring that up um just kind of like showing that you've done your homework um and then like location is fine to mention too especially if you have a connection to the location um if you're close there or have family there or whatever that kind of gives you, you know, a reason for why you would go there versus, you know, I'm, I don't know, like I'm in Georgia. It'd be weird if I like applied to a California school and didn't have a reason I wanted to go there. Um, so you could kind of bring that into if you wanted to. Um, next one was how do you study? Um, so great, like somebody said in the comments, like very succinct, like get to the point answers, which I appreciate. I think you could like give a little bit of an example and relate it specifically to PA school, just a little bit more. So one thing in interviews is you just never know how many questions they're going to ask you. So you could get in there and they ask you three questions and that's it. So you can't ever like assume they're going to ask you something, you want to make sure that you're giving as much information as you can in each answer. So like for that one, you could say like if there was a specific class that you struggled in or a semester or whatever that kind of taught you how you learn to study, that could be something that you bring up. Um, one way I like, so, so that question was asked, how do you study, which is a very direct way to ask that. And you answered that the way I asked it. Um, so for these questions that are asked very directly, if you can turn them around and change the phrasing to like, if I asked you, tell me about a time you had to study to do well, your answer would probably be completely different than what 
I said when I said, how do you study? Um, so if you can make them into that phrasing where you're like thinking of an example of when you had to study to do well and had to figure it out, that'll give a little bit more context um, to the situation. So like, you know, whatever, chemistry, class, whatever, any class, um, again, any semester that you kind of figured that out. And then just like showing, anytime they're asking about academic studying classes, the point is to see if you feel ready for PA school. Like if you know what you're getting into, if you're, you know, ready to take that on. So if you can say like, I know I'm going to have to study very hard in PA school and study a lot. And this is going to be my focus. Uh, you know, just state that so that it is there and you are showing awareness of what you're getting yourself into as much as you can be prepared ahead of time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. What was the next one? Biggest weakness. So when you said being social, I, like it was funny because I was like, this could go either way. Like, are you too social or not social enough? Um, and so then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Um, but like being social, I don't think that's, that's definitely not a bad thing. I think even in PA school, like you could use that as a positive. I get what you're saying. Like, yes, I've got to learn to say no, but also being able to say like, I feel like I'm going to be that person in our class who brings us together. And after test day on Friday is like, let's go get dinner um, and is planning things. And maybe I'll be the, I think we, I think we did have like a social chair event planner. We have, you know, our little officers or something, you know, maybe that's a role you take on and that's who you are in, in your class, you know, I am a social chair at my hospital. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Like, I mean that, like those, that's not a bad thing. And so I think, you know, again, bring in those examples and be able to say, you know, I, I remember a time in undergrad where I, you know, was, should have been studying, I overcommitted and this is how it turned out. And so since then I've realized, you know, sometimes I have to say no, or I can only put this much time towards social activities. And I know in PA school, it's going to be limited, but you do have a built-in kind of support system with your class and, um, you know, it's important for everyone to take time away from school and to, to de-stress and everything. And that may be something that you're able to help with. So uh, I liked that response. That was very unique. I don't think anyone's ever said that when I've asked that. That's, I love interviews because everybody always has different responses, but um, that was definitely a, a new one, I think, for me um, with your approach, which I, I appreciated. Um, and then dealing with conflicts, how do you, or tell me about a time you had to resolve a conflict. This is one of those where it, it is completely up to interpretation and this could go so many different ways. So talking about a patient, clearly like we have lots of conflicts with patients, but even that can go different ways. Like you said, having kind of a disgruntled, not happy patient versus also just having like a, a time that you messed up or something got messed up with a patient. Like those are very different. Or um, another issue of conflicts, like it could be something in your personal life. It could be something with school. There's so many different ways to approach this. I think your example was very good. And again, like showed your personality, which I appreciated. Um, this would be one where if you feel like you've already been able to talk about your experience, you could bring up something from one of those other areas. Um, I think you also, just depending on how the interview is going, could potentially use that to give a little context of like what you do. Um, and that's just going back to like, don't assume the interviewer has seen your application. 
because they may not have. So they may not even really like know what your role is. So you may just want to say like, hey, I work in the hospital doing X, Y, Z. Um, and that's how I had this patient and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to give, you know, too much background, but just that enough context. Um, that's what we see like in personal statements and essays too, is just you want to give just enough so they understand kind of what's going on. Um, but yeah, overall, great job. I think you'll do fantastic in your interviews. And again, like just, I, I, I really feel like tonight, all three of you guys, um, did a really good job just being yourselves and that's not always the case, um, in interviews. So I think you'll do a great job. How do you feel? I thought good. I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, make sure to answer the whole question. It is nice to be succinct, but you want to make yourself look as good as you can with how little time you have. It's so it's so short and it goes by super fast. It's weird because it, I, I like wrote about this in the book and I talk about it. It feels like the longest time, but then the shortest time, like while you're in it, it feels like it's never going to end and it's taking forever and you're there for hours. And then afterwards, you're like, that was it. It's over. What do I do? Um, and you'll always feel like you should have done something different or that you should have said something different or you didn't say enough. Like you're it doesn't even matter. Like you always will feel like that. Um, but that doesn't mean that you did a bad job or didn't, you know, show enough of yourself. So I think just making sure that you, um, yeah, show that you're ready for PA school and, and ready, you know, to be a PA. But again, I think you've got two interviews you said when you emailed me. Um, and so you, that's a huge accomplishment in today's application world. So I think you'll do great. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you. Lots of, lots of, um, I was going to say congratulations, positive comments in the, in the chat there. All right. Well, thanks guys for tuning in. Um, I know that there were a few questions. I'm going to answer those tomorrow on Instagram. So I'll put them in stories and get to all of your questions. Um, I'm going to go save my husband and see if our baby's asleep because I don't think he is. Uh, but I appreciate y'all watching. If this, you know, if you can watch the whole thing, it'll be on YouTube. You can watch the replay. Um, if, you know, this is helpful and we want to do another one, let me know. Uh, whatever's helpful for y'all. That's what I'm here for. Um, I'm off until the, I go back to work the week after Labor Day. Um, so we'll be planning hopefully some more webinars if these are helpful. Is do y'all like webinars or should I call them workshops? I don't know what to call these. Um, and yeah, this was great. Thanks, guys. Good luck on all of your interviews. <laughs>